My name is Takedown TV, and this is my save file. Three, two, one. What's up, gamers? And welcome to the Save File Podcast, where like every video game character, every gamer has an origin story to tell. I'm your host, Gold Lion, and today's guest, I'm so excited for today's guest. She's such an amazing character. Just had a brief conversation with her before we got on. She's an amazing human being. Amazing human being. Wow, see? See how excited I am? I can't even freaking talk right now. Amazing human being and a beautiful soul. And it's, I can't wait to dive into this. But before we get into that, before we introduce our guest, I do have this hashtag ad thing I got to do because your boy is sponsored by Hybrid ATX. And here's the ad copy, you know? So today's uh, sponsor is Hybrid ATX, the next generation of gamers. So with all the craziness that's going on in the world, our children need an immediate need for structured learning and remote interaction with peers. And honestly, just some much needed normalcy during these crazy ass weird times. That's why Hybrid ATX created the virtual mini camp for gamers. Here, your child will get a structured learning and monitoring environment with education on topics like the gaming industry, health and wellness, and of <clears throat> and of course gaming excuse me so for more information head to the website at hybrid atx don't forget to check out their other programs as well and if you do decide to enroll please use pro promo code safefile at checkout when you say it and then you could save 15 percent hybrid atx the next generation of gamers ladies and gentlemen you need words yeah okay baby yoda i love you too <laughs> ladies and gentlemen I humbly and respectfully welcome the one and only, the beautiful Takedown TV. What's up, Takedown? Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. I'm so happy that you're here. It's so awesome. It's I'm excited for you to be here, honestly. I feel like you have such an amazing journey. And I'm just ready for you to share it. You know, good old gold lion's gonna sit here and pick your brain. Yeah. <laughs> So I see you, my community sees how nervous I am already, and yeah. they're gonna make fun of me for how nervous I am. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, can we spam some hearts in the chat? Something, you know, show some love right here to help her encourage, <laughs> encourage her through these nervous moments. Something, help her out. But yeah, take down. Um, so why, so why did you even decide to come on the show if you're so nervous? Um, so my channel's been growing a lot, like pretty fast. I don't know. Since Pack South, it's gone crazy, and it's been super wild. And um, I'm trying this new thing where I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. <laughs> um, and it's not just gaming or being with my community. I did a game show with One Delta Street uh, with iCharlie um, on the last season that he had. And that was fun, but it was stepping out of my comfort zone. And I was really nervous about it. Um, but I was super lucky, you know, to be invited to do it and like to have you reach out to me to do this, no matter how nervous I am. And I have been nervous the entire like month and a half I've known about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was just like an honor that you wanted to, uh, to do this, you know, cause I've watched your podcast before. I think they're great and they're deep and that's what I like about it. So. So what got you to want to step out the comfort zone though? Gotta do it. I mean, I've been streaming for two years now. I think my two year anniversary is actually in two days or in a day <laughs> congrats let's do it let's go um, but yeah i don't know it's just i have to start stepping out of my comfort zone and doing things that can help me grow or even help other people grow like what my we did the web show and i was just trying to send people over to follow all day your channel and i was like guys if you don't want to miss it this is where you have to go and like i don't know to me i know it's about me and i know it's my podcast and stuff but 
everything I feel that I do is about other people as well. Like, I don't really think about it as just for me. Like, this is giving you a lot of exposure um, and it gets your stuff out there. And I think that's great as well, you know, for you to be doing this and for us to being able to help you at the same time, if that makes sense. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. See, that's, yeah. that's, that's what I meant when I said in the beginning, you have a beautiful soul is because there's not a lot of, it's kind of rare. Of course, you would know people in this gaming industry is like people are not willing to give as much as you're willing to give. Yeah. If that makes sense. And it's just, I appreciate you, you know, shouting your boy out and helping me out. I really do appreciate <laughs> it. But honestly, like the honor's mine for you to come on the show. I didn't think you were going to do it, honestly, when I invited you, but hell yeah, I'm happy that you're- Here we are. <laughs> here we freaking are. All right. So the first segment we're going to get into, where's my mouse? There it is. But the first segment we're going to get into is your character creation. So, you know, when you start your video game of life, there's always a character you create. So okay. we're going to go ahead and talk about Takedown TV. So why the name Takedown TV? So before I started streaming, I was, I was a viewer. Um, I had found Mixer and I spent a lot of time in other people's channels and just being a viewer, never thought of streaming or anything like that. I mean, I came home and gamed, played Call of Duty every day for the past, I don't know, 15 to 20 years I've come home and game. Mm -hmm. And I got really into these communities and they were so loving and welcoming that I kind of wanted, it made me want to start streaming okay. and it made me want to do my thing. And when I decided I wanted to start streaming and what was going to be my brand and what was going to be my thing, I just wanted it to be me. Um, mm. I don't want to put on a fake smile and do this stuff. Like what you see is what you get when you come to my channel. I'm harsh. I'm lewd. I'm crude. I'm loud. Um, I'm different than most other girls. Um, and like, I don't know, I just wanted it to be myself and I wanted it to be based around me and go from there. And when I was in high school, I don't know if you guys remember MySpace and I think my age oh, is showing yeah. now. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I was so about my name was Taylor Takedown and I was like really well known in the music industry. And I worked at a lot of music, uh, venues and I was very, very popular on MySpace. Um, and it was just a nick nickname that my friends gave me. They called me takedown because I was, you know, really brash. And like, if somebody said something and I didn't like it, I was going to let them know that I didn't like it or that what they're saying is wrong or whatever. And that's how I got the name. And that was the only thing I could think of when I did it was like, let's bring me and my name. And it's from my past. I mean, it follows me back to ninth grade in high school, this name. Um, and I figured that it's kind of who I am as a person, no matter what. And it would be a little fun thing to bring back stuff for my older friends to support me. And yeah. It's me. <laughs> so, so take down because you weren't you weren't scared to share your. I wasn't opinion. scared to share my emotions, my opinion, anything. Like I've always been one to speak up. Like if given a platform, like to be able to speak up, I've always wanted to be able to use a platform for good or whatever it may be. So. So yeah. what what happened in the music industry? How'd you get involved um, in that? When I was in high school, there was a local venue down here. Uh, called Solid Sound Studios. It was a really, really cool venue. Very small. Um, like, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Newfound Glory. They've, they're from down here where I live and they used to play there and stuff. And I just worked for a lot of bands and sold their merch or helped them set up their stuff. And eventually the venue started to reach out to me and said, hey, can we hire you? Uh, do you want to come work for us? Or, you know, you can go to all the shows for free if you, you know, work two days a week. And I got really involved in it and I loved it. And I got to go to all these shows for free. I've met so many cool people and partied with celebrities. And hey. uh, I even went to school for music for a little bit. Um, it just didn't work out. I was getting my degree for that. And 
the industry back then was if you're a female trying to work in the music industry, it was a lot of downfall. Oh, you're sleeping with this person because, uh, because you're a girl and you're working for that band. She must be sleeping with them mm. type of thing. And it was really hard and people wouldn't hire you because you were a girl or they wouldn't hire you to do sound because you were a chick or do merch or whatever. Cause the girlfriends were jealous or whatever it may be. And it got to the point where finding a job was so hard as a woman that I just said, fuck it. You know, let's see what happens. I took off school for a year or two until I decided what I wanted to do and go back. Um, and I went back and I ended up getting a hospitality degree cause I'm pretty good with people and good with words. And, uh, I can be pretty friendly. I know I come off really bitchy sometimes, but I can, uh, definitely put on a game face and it was something I was good at. And I went and got a degree and graduated and came back home, opened up a restaurant with some friends. And now I'm a full-time streamer. <laughs> it's crazy. So what, well, where are you from though? Florida, South Florida, South Florida. Mm -hmm. How, how was it like growing up there? Crazy, <laughs> very crazy. Uh, growing up here where I live specifically is a lot of rich, old people retired. Um, I went to a private school where everybody drove Hummers and BMWs and I didn't even have a car till my senior year. And when I did, it was a Honda Civic and everybody made fun of you. Cause oh, look at the poor girl. She's, you know, like who, who cares? I was blessed that somebody bought me a car. My grandfather bought me this car. That's a blessing in its own. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people mm -hmm. have to work for that stuff and earn it on their own. And, um, I dealt with a lot growing up because I didn't fit in with the kids that went to my school. I wanted tattoos. I had piercings. Um, I was different and I was bullied and I, you know, was, kicked around and told I should kill myself and you know all this stuff just for being myself just for being different for not having money or not fitting in with them or whatever so I went through a lot of stuff uh growing up but everything that I've gone through has made me who I am today and if I didn't go through those hard times and those hardships I don't think I would be as strong and a bad bitch that I am today <laughs> that's, that's what I got <laughs> love that so let's go back to those times you were bullied Mm -hmm. what's a scenario what's well, actually probably multiple scenarios what's a scenario that really sticks with you to this day and what you learned from the most um the one that sticks out the most was i would always sit in the hallway because like i didn't have a lot of friends and like the few friends that i did have we were on different schedules different classes and i just remember sitting in the hall one day and one of the boys walked by he literally kicked my feet and then he looked at me and he was like why don't you just fucking kill yourself <laughs> And I just stood there. I barely knew the kid. I never spoke to him. I don't know why he said it to me. I don't know what provoked it. Uh, and it was just something that kind of stuck with me. Cause like, how could you treat somebody so poorly that you don't know, you know, nothing about, you've never had a conversation with. Um, and I've dealt with that a lot since I started streaming. A lot of people, you know, that don't know me, you know, make rumors up or say lies or whatever. And I've gotten used to it. You know, I feel because I went through it back then, and some just to see how many people don't know you but can act like they do or pretend that they do or speak to others like they do even if you've never had a conversation in your life and that's why i try to spread the message the message that you know you never know what somebody's going through you never know anything like i feel like you should be kind to anybody like i don't know my mom taught me that 
when somebody said something to you that wasn't nice, you just bit your tongue and like you moved on. If I don't like somebody, I'm not going to blast it on the internet. I'm not going to tell you F you, I hate you, you know, and talk smack about you. I'm just going to move on. You know, I'm going to be 29 years old. I'm an adult and I don't have time for it. It's all about positivity and, you know, as much negative as in this world, you have to bring out as much positive as you can. And even if that's just keeping your mouth shut and biting your tongue, I just wish more people do that because they don't realize what they're doing to people when they do open their mouths and how much they're hurting other people. Yeah. <laughs> and why did it hurt you so much when they did, when that random person did that to you? Um, I think just because I wanted to know why, and I didn't know why, you know, why would somebody you don't know and never had a conversation with say such terrible things to you or about you? You know, if you don't know somebody, um, why speak on them? You know, oh, I heard this from somebody, so let me spread it and do this and whatever. But like, that could be totally untrue. Why don't you go to the person or why don't you just, you know, leave it be? And it does happen a lot in this industry. And it, it does feel like it's going back to high school sometimes because it happens a lot. You know, no matter what platform you're on, it could be Twitch, it could be YouTube, you could be Mixer, anywhere. Mm -hmm. Like it's bound to happen and it's tough. And I just wish more people bit their tongues instead of trying to bring people down and i don't know lift people up or bite your tongue that's kind of how i feel there's no reason to bring people down for no reason because you don't know what anybody's going through why do you think you were that different child back then tatted up piercings like what got you to into that phase um i don't know i mean i was i definitely had a rough time growing up i didn't know my dad my mom and dad were divorced it was just me my mom and my sister mm -hmm. uh growing up and it was, you know, it was great, but it was really hard. My sister and I were very close in age. Uh, so it was a lot of fighting in high school, a lot of stealing boyfriends and stuff. <laughs> um, but just because we were so close in age, we're 14 months apart. Um, so in high school, that's bound to happen. Um, I didn't really get along with my mom too well growing up, not in high school, not in college. Um, I always just kind of felt like I was an outcast. And uh, the only, per you know, a lot of the time in high school, middle school, college, the only person that... Uh, stood by my side and told me I was going to be successful or even had faith in me when everybody thought I was going to fail as my grandpa. Uh, you know, he did everything for me. He helped me through school. He helped me. Uh, he was there to believe in me. And I spoke to him the other day. He actually, you know, I called him to tell him that I love him after my stepdad passed away uh, two weeks ago. And I called my grandparents to tell them that I love them. And he went into this conversation and he basically said, um, I love you so much and I'm really proud of you. And you've come so far. And he was like, everybody thought you were going to fail at some point in time. And here you are shoving it in everybody's throats. And like, you're doing better than anybody in the family. And it was just, it meant so much to me, especially coming from him. Because he's done so much for me in my whole life, positivity, schoolwork. Um, and yeah, he's like been my rock. And to hear that from him and to hear him, you know, say you're doing so well and you're so successful, it meant the whole world to me. Uh, so yeah, I think like everything I've worked for was worth it when I heard my grandpa say that to me. So why is the relationship with you and your grandfather so strong? I think because I grew up without a father and my mother and I did not get along growing up. I mean, it was, it was bad. It was, you know, running away, getting kicked out of the house. Um, I was in college and my mom almost died and nobody in my family told me. Um, so it was very hard. I always felt left out and like nobody wanted to ever say anything to me. Or like, why won't you tell me? Like, if something would have happened to my mom and if my mom would have died and I was in college and nobody told me, I wouldn't have been there. I wouldn't have been there by her side. And it would have been, oh, because you're in school type of thing. And it always just felt like bullshit. It always just kind of felt like 
the family didn't want me around or, or whatever. And it sucks, but it's totally opposite now. I mean, my mom and my sister are my biggest supporters. When I started this, my sister made t-shirts, take down TV t-shirts. I mean, I like have them with like an old logo. My sister came up and made me a tank top and a t-shirt and a sweatshirt. And, uh, they were so supportive. And my mom, she, uh, She's been so supportive of me. She texted me. She even texted me before this interview and she was like, go get him a superstar. Like you're amazing. Um, and the relationships definitely changed for my mom. But I mean, growing up, I can't, you know, make it sound like all rainbows and butterflies. It was um, a lot of terrible mental health. It was a lot of bad thoughts um, and just trying to like get through and survive day by day. And I feel like there's a lot that I survived, but everything that I did uh, was for a reason. And that's why I'm as strong as I am today. And I am super emotional and I am super open, but I do feel because I am that way and I'm so open because I was so shut out growing up. I was so closed out. I never knew anything that was important. I never was, you know, in family events or even as much as like my mom almost passing away, I wasn't told. And I think that really fucked with me, <laughs> like bad. So... Huh. Yeah. How'd your mom almost pass away? Um, she was really sick. I don't, I literally don't even really know what happens because nobody ever told me there was a stomach issue. Uh, she was in the ICU for a while and then she actually almost passed away a couple years ago. Her liver failed, um, from alcoholism. So that sucked too. And we were by her bedside and we were told she wasn't going to make it. And it was like a wild ride. And I was here for that one. And I was living here and I was with my sister. And I remember it was over Christmas because, my sister and my mom was in the hospital and we couldn't do anything. And my sister and her boyfriend and me and like my boyfriend at the time, we all got together and we just had a Christmas at my mom's house, but like without my mom. And it was just, is she going to make it is whatever. And it was a lot, it was a lot of emotions. And so she's been sick a couple of times, but she's good now. She's doing great. She's amazing. She doesn't drink anymore. She hasn't touched anything. She doesn't want to, um, you know, and she's an inspiration to me because for her to be able to do that, after so long and do it for, you know, us or, you know, whatever the reason was, it shows how strong she was after all those years and to be able to conquer it. Even, even if sometimes your hand gets forced a little bit, she mm -hmm. doesn't make her any less stronger of what she's going through. So you mentioned that the relationship between you two wasn't all that great in the beginning and now it's just amazing. Yeah. Why the change? Mm -hmm. What was the turn point of that? I do think that when I was younger and my mom was drinking a lot, I was not the one to shut my mouth. Mm. I was, I don't like this. I don't like the way you act. You know, you're embarrassing me or whatever. And it was all the time. And it was, it was out of worry. It was out of, it wasn't like, oh, you know, like in a mean way, it was just like, you're worried about your mom and you want to say something. And she didn't like when things were said to her. My sister always stayed very quiet and never said anything um, just because she didn't want to get mixed in on it and she didn't want to start stuff. Um, but I was always very vocal about it. And I think that my mom didn't like it or take it the right way at the time because, you know, your mind's altered and things are different and you see things a different way. And I think me being vocal in the way that I am and the way that I speak reminds her a little bit of my father. And I don't know if that could be a little bit of the reason of why, you know, I'm different because she didn't like him. And um, I am a little bit like him with the sassiness. I guess that's the Hispanic in me. So, hey. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> So why wasn't your why didn't your father stick around? Um, my mom's side, my family actually pushed him out and told him that he was not allowed to contact me or my sister till we turned 18 years old. So even if he wanted to reach out and speak to us and talk to us, he wasn't allowed. 
what what caused that situation to happen um i guess there was bad blood and I have no idea. I guess they just didn't want him around and they were told him, okay, well, you don't have to pay child support. You don't have to do anything. Just sign this and you can't speak to them again. Um, And that's not necessarily like what he wanted to do, but it was something that he didn't really feel like he had a choice. Um, And he did write me letters. And as soon as I turned 18, he reached out to me and I met my half brother and my half sister. I have all these siblings that I didn't know about and nieces and nephews. And because I came from a small family, it was me, my mom, my sister, my uncle, and my grandparents, and that's it. I didn't know my dad's side. I didn't know anybody else. I didn't know my half-brothers and sisters. And, you know, then I was 23, 24, I think, when I first met my dad, and now I've met all my half-brothers and sisters, and I speak to my dad on the regular, and, you know, we have a great relationship, and I've, you know, he'll come visit, you know, my half-brothers and sisters, and we'll all go meet up, you know, in Central Florida and hang out and just do big family get-togethers. And it's something to get used to because I'm so used to such a small family and now i have all this other family that's coming out of the woodwork (laughs) and i'm getting to meet everybody and it's definitely a wild experience so uh so you said you were 23 when you started the relationship with your dad uh yeah he started reaching out to me when i was 18 um but at that time you know my mom was making him out to look like a bad person and you know don't reach out to him don't talk to him whatever and then time moved on and it got to the point where they were um doing a lot of messages for me and they were sending me stuff and my half brother and sister were reaching out to me and I knew that my dad cared and I knew he meant it. And that's when I knew like, okay, this is time to like, you know, reach out to him, meet him and all this stuff. Uh, And I'm so glad I did. It was the best thing that I've ever done, you know, to be able to rekindle that relationship. Like my sister doesn't feel the same way. I don't think my sister will ever speak to my father, but for me, I can't hold a grudge like that, especially with him trying to reach out. I do know he cares. And, um, it's something I wondered about my whole life. Do I don't know my dad. Is he like me? Why am I the way that I am? Um, why am I so loud? <laughs> you know, whatever it is, I try to figure things out. And I'm like, I'm nothing like my mom. And then I met my dad and I was like, oh my gosh, we're the same person. <laughs> so it was really cool to like meet him and kind of see where I get a lot of my personality from. How come your sister has a hard time forgiving him? I think because my sister was so close with my mom growing up. Um, like I said, they were inseparable. They were very good. She was, I don't want to say the favorite, but like everybody knows there's a favorite child in the family. (laughs) It was not me. So (laughs) it was definitely her, but I think that that's why that relationship is so much closer because they went through so much more. My sister was there when she went through the surgery and when she was sick and you know, all that stuff. So, you know, I do feel like they have a closer relationship because I did spend a lot of my time gone. I was in college and, and whatever, and I've been moved out for a long time and, you know, whether just working jobs and stuff, it, it's just been, it's, it's definitely a different relationship between my sister and my mom and me and my mom, but everything's great now. I mean, I was literally there last night cooking burgers and hot dogs and hanging out by the pool and playing animal crossing. So you know, we still talk <laughs> all the time. We go over there and hang out and yeah. Do you, um, do you regret not that lost time with your father? Um, I do, but I don't because I do feel everything happens for a reason. That's a big thing Mm. I say all the time Mm -hmm. is that everything happens for a reason. And I do feel that him not being around kind of molded who I am. And it's made me the person that I am. And it's made me a lot stronger. And um, I don't know. I think everything molds you, every aspect of life, even the bad stuff. And I would never go back and take back anything bad that happened to me. I've gone through so much 
And I still wouldn't take any of it back because I wouldn't be who I am right now if those events didn't take place or those events didn't happen or, or whatever it may be. Like, it molded who I am. Mm-hmm. What do you think started that character within you to, like, see the glass half full instead of half empty? Um, I just think experience over time. <laughs> Like going through life, I mean, I was a little shit when I was in high school. I won't lie to you. I wasn't a good kid. Uh, you know, I was yelling, screaming, throwing stuff, you know, running away, sneaking out of the house, uh, you know, partying with Metro Station and all-time low in a parking lot while my mom thinks I'm, like, out for a walk in my neighborhood. Like, I mean, like, crazy stuff like that. Like, I wasn't a good kid. And um, I get that, but I, I feel like a lot of the reason why I wasn't a good kid is because what I went through with my, my mom, my family, not having my dad around on top of what was going on at school. So I didn't feel like I had anybody at school and I didn't feel like I had anybody at home. So I think I did a lot of acting out and I just had a lot of anger bottled up inside that I just kind of let it get the best of me when I was younger. And I've kind of learned how to control that and change and like even since streaming my personality from two years ago when i started till right now you can ask any of my mods that have been around for a long time is a complete 180 how i handle situations how i handle personal situations um how i handle things going on in my life um it's definitely i've changed a lot and i don't personally see it but i've had a lot of people approach me and tell me that they've personally seen it and how proud of me that they are, you know, like to see it only grow and didn't get worse. It didn't affect me anything better. It's just helped me mold my character even to this day. Like I'm going to be 29 in a month from today <laughs> and I'm still trying to figure out who I am, what I'm going to do, where I'm meant to be. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot to, to find out, especially like being in this, like so new. I've only been doing this for two years. Is it going to last forever? Is it going to last a year? Is it going to last two more months? Like, even if it ends tomorrow, I've done everything I've wanted to do. We've raised, you know, probably about $20,000 for charities now. Um, my grandpa told me he was proud of me and that he loved me. And there's just, there's so many good things that have come out of streaming. If it ended tomorrow, I would say, okay, my job is done here. I've already put more into my life than I ever had the opportunity to do so. Mm -hmm. So if it ended tomorrow, I would be hundred percent okay with it because I feel that I've made an impact more than I ever could have before this. Can I ask you something? Mm -hmm. Are you proud Absolutely. of you? I am proud of me. Why? Um... I have a platform to be able to do something. Okay. And I've been raising money for a long time for charities, but I didn't have a platform to do so. So I'm raising like maybe $20 here on my birthday from, you know, a friend or, you know, $50 here from my grandpa. And it, you know, I tried and I tried to be vocal and have a platform and I never did and I couldn't speak up. And now I have a platform where people want to listen to me and they want to be there for me and they want to help. And even if it's just making the littlest impact, I think it's worth it, even if it's the smallest thing. And I mean, last year I, we raised $10,000 for cancer. I've never been more proud of my life. Like that's a lot of money yeah. that that could change somebody's life. And we raised $10,000 and I was just a, I was a brand new partner. I was a baby. I had been partnered for a month and me and two of my other mods did a charity stream and raised so much money. And it was just so shocking to see, okay, well, I'm, 
I'm still small. I still have a small community and I, you know, nobody really knows who I am yet, but we can do this and we can show up and do this. And there's just so many things I'm proud of. I got two sponsorships and I, st- I just hit 16,000 followers. I had a, a sponsorship um, sent to me when I had 10,000 followers. I mean, it's, it was crazy and it was shocking. Like why me over somebody that has a hundred thousand followers? Why are you picking the girl with 10,000 followers to sponsor? You have never sponsored any streamer before. Why me? Why are you picking me? And I was proud of that. I was so proud that they picked me over all of these other big name streamers and whatever. And when I approached them and jerky XP, there they are. Hi, Anthony. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's who I'm talking about right now. Um, They've been so good to me. And Anthony approached me and asked me, you know, to, if he wanted to sponsor me and whatever. And I I was so proud because it was the first company I ever wanted to work with when I started streaming. I didn't care if it was an affiliate ship or whatever. Um, And I wanted it. And when he asked me that, I literally cried like a baby. I'm sure he remembers (laughs) And he was just like, we back you up and we're proud of you. And we've seen your sales and you just kick ass. Like we want you. And you know, that, that was something I'm super, super proud of. Cause it was something that I really wanted. Um, and for me to basically just get it was the best thing in the world. Like I pushed their product hard and I was working with them for only two months before they reached out for the sponsorship for me. And it just shows like, if you really put hard work and passion into it, and it's not just a cash grab and you're doing it because you're passionate about the product and you love it. People see that people see like, oh, this person really enjoys this. I want to try it too, or I want to be a part of this. Or you could see the people that are just selling it because they're looking for a paycheck and they want money. But what people don't realize is over time, you can tell who's doing it for a cash grab and who's being completely genuine. Mm-hmm. about what they're trying to do. You're not trying to push it down people's throat. You're literally just enjoying it. Like, this is all my jerky behind me because I literally sit here and eat it on stream all the time. Like, so I pull it out and I'm just nomming and everybody's like, oh my gosh, what are you eating? Let me go to the website and get some because I just genuinely enjoy it. And I nom on stream and I hang out and like, it It was amazing. And that's like probably my biggest accomplishment from streaming so far was getting that sponsorship and getting it so early in my career. Like that's the one thing that I can definitely say I did that. I did that on my own and I'm really proud of that. Congratulations. Oh, you want to see my jerky tattoo? <laughs> yeah, okay. You got a jerky tattoo? Yeah, I got a jerky XP tattoo after they sponsored me. Wow, that's love right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about the other tattoo you got on your right oh, arm? So this is my Dr. Seuss. Okay. I have Fox and Socks, Treffy Latrice, Cat in the Hat, Lorax. So what's up with Dr. Seuss? Why Dr. Seuss? Um, I loved reading the books when I was a kid. Uh, The Sneetches is my favorite. If you see the poster back there, that's uh, my favorite book uh, in the whole world. And I love it. Um, But I just grew up and I loved the values behind the books. They were great stories, but it was, it was a simple, they were always simple messages that were like, be kind to others and, and stuff like that. And, you know, everybody's the same. And I think that's why the Sneetches story always resonated with me so much and why I loved it so much because it was fighting the star belly sneeches don't like the plain belly sneeches and then they're all trying to switch so they could be like each other or be better and then in the end nobody knows who was who and then they all go back to loving each other and partying and like (laughs) (laughs) like I just I just loved the way the stories were and and how it was and I just remember reading them growing up and I I don't know I just loved it and I just wanted to be fun and colorful and keep me young forever and something that can always remind me of 
of myself and where I came from, kind of. That's interesting. I read, um, I kind of stayed away from Dr. Seuss because I thought it was don't, don't attack me just yet. Okay. There's a good ending. Oh. I promise. There's <laughs> I a like good, there's a, a good look right now. <laughs> yeah. Don't attack me yet. But, uh, I stayed away from Dr. Seuss because I thought it was like, eh, it's just another kid's book, whatever. But I remember two years ago, I read that book to my nephew for like a, a, uh, a bedtime story. And I was reading Green Eggs and Ham. It was my first time reading the book. And then I was reading it to him. So it was a good moment. Anyway, so I learned, I, I read the book and I quickly noticed at the end where they finally ate the green eggs and ham and it wasn't that bad. I'm like, yo, that's some real shit. Like <laughs> things aren't, it's like this whole comfort zone type thing you're talking about. It's mm. like the whole time they're like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know what? It's, I'm gonna go out of my comfort zone and just take a leap of faith and try something new. And then they yeah. try it. They're like, wow, this stuff ain't that half bad so like that's that's why i learned that i love and then after that i learned about dr seuss like yo he's he's badass and mm-hmm. how you're saying about all these life lessons i'm like damn he changed your life imagine how many more lives he changed exactly i know so, it's a kid's book but it's weird but i mean it's something that kind of helped shape me today and like learn lessons that you know i might not have known about when i was younger and stuff so why rick and morty <laughs> I just love it. I love Rick and Morty. It's a great show. I, I got it all over my desk and stuff. <laughs> we're, we just got rid of the green screen, so we're working on it. We're trying to to make it look nice, but it's a work in progress. Uh huh. What do you mean, like putting all the decorations <laughs> in the back and stuff? Yeah, hanging shelves and all that good stuff. <laughs> it's just kind of thrown together right now for the time being. That's crazy. I love it though, and I love how you did in the background right there. Go lie in a TTV. <laughs> we made something special for you today. <laughs> Not for me, for you. What you mean? It's all about you. You're right. It's for us though. It's okay. <sighs> I guess. <whatever. laughs> I guess. So you left school. So say you graduated, you started the whole. So now you got a good relationship with your parents and everything. Mm-hmm. So talk. Tell us about some events from. I guess graduation till now. Um, geez, a lot has happened. (laughs) So I graduated college and I moved back down to South Florida. Real quick. Opened up a restaurant. Real quick. Well, graduated college what though? Um, for hospitality and tourism management up in Orlando. Okay. Congrats. So it was like the theme park, you know, place of the world. I worked at a lot of five-star, you know, hotels and I got things going there and then my best friend contacted me and said hey listen i'm opening up a restaurant you know you just got a degree come on down like let's let's open up this place together and it sounded dope i mean burgers beer and just tattooed chicks in short shorts i mean you couldn't go wrong it was dope that's great (laughs) and i loved working there it was one of the best jobs ever i was a manager on top of a waitress i was making very good money I got to wear whatever I wanted. I could wear short shorts and a t-shirt and have my tattoos showing. You know, I would have my little PBR wristband and like a beer thing in it. And it was one of the best jobs ever. And I loved it. And I was so passionate about it. And one day I think I was like, my best friend had promised me a general manager position, which is why I had moved down here. Mm -hmm. And the time was to give the position away and they gave it away to somebody else. After I moved three hours away from where I was living, ended my lease to come open this restaurant because I was promised something that was given to somebody else. Um, 
and it broke my heart. It was so upsetting because this person was my best friend. I was doing everything for him. I was busting ass. When the restaurant opened, I was the only waitress working 14 hours a day by myself, an entire restaurant, seven days a week. And that was for about a month. I literally worked a month straight, 14 hour days, and I was the only server working. It was so hard. It was so terrible. It was worth it in the end. But I did all that for him, for him to basically uh, turn around and stab me in the back. And it sucked. <laughs> and I quit. And I quit after that. And I just didn't want to deal with it. And they were so upset that I quit that, you know, he was very vindictive and was trying to spread rumors about me and saying I was a nasty person and da da da. Just because he was upset that I quit and I wanted to go elsewhere because I was upset about that. And I think that really hurt and it sucked because I was like, you should understand why I'm leaving. We've been best friends for a long time. So why throw away the restaurant, like our, our like relationship and our friendship away over this, you know, restaurant that you ended up screwing me over anyways. Yeah. You know, so like I've lost a lot of friends, um, you know, either just from stuff like that or from death, unfortunately. My best friend Dylan at the time, he passed away from a car wreck. Um, that was really hard on me because he had been in South Florida like two weeks prior to his passing. And he had messaged me and asked me to hang out and I was working, so I couldn't. And he was like, oh, next time, don't worry, I'll see you. Don't worry about it. And then two weeks later, I got the phone call that he was killed and it, it sucked. And then a year later, our good friend passed away from cancer. And it was just like one thing after the next of bad things going on. You know, I lost my job and my best friend. And then, you know, two of my friends passed away close together. Um, every job I went to, I was such a good employee that they took advantage of me and I would always get screwed over. And it was getting really hard to continue doing what I was doing um, because of the way I was treated. I would go in and I would work hard and then I would get take, taken for granted every single time at every job which is why eventually in the end, the last job I was working, I started to cut down my hours. I said, let me just try to stream and I'll only work in the mornings. And then one day it got so bad. I said, I can't do this. I said, I think I'm just gonna take the jump. I texted my roommate. I said, can, can I quit my job? I said, do we have enough money right now where I could do this? I said, I'm not mentally stable. I don't feel okay. And I don't think I could push through it anymore. And he said, yeah, go ahead. You can quit. And I did. And somehow it ended up working out. And now we're here. I mean, it's been about a year and a year-ish of being full-time, I want to say. Congrats so, on that. It's wild and I can't believe it worked out, but I feel like it was a lot of hard, hard stuff. Like on the way to that. And like I'm that's why this is such a blessing and I'll never take it for granted what I do. I'll never take my community, my family or anything from the stream for granted because this is a blessing to wake up every single day and have people in your corner and by your side and supporting you and just being your friends. I mean, these people, my stepdad died and we would sit in the discord together. We still do every night. We sit in discord chatting together, whoever wants to jump in and we just talk. We have drinks together, we play Animal Crossing, we play Uno, we just yell at each other for no reason. Um, but they're there to pick me up in like this hard time where I don't know how to handle it and I don't know how I feel. And I'm really angry one day and then I'm really sad the next day. And I mean, in the past couple of weeks, you could see the emotion on my stream. You mm -hmm. can see the pain, you could, you could hear it in my voice. Um, you could see that I'm a lot angrier than I normally was prior and I'm snapping on people quicker. 
and they sit by there and they sit there and they tell me it's okay. It's a part of the process. You're allowed to be angry. It's okay to feel this way. And like, they're literally keeping me so strong. I don't know like where I would be without them. They're right by my side through every single thing. My grandma was in the hospital getting an open heart surgery yesterday, you know, and my friends are like, holy shit, can you get a break? They were like, it's one thing after the next, you know, they're like, you literally don't get a break to breathe. No matter what's going on, you're getting your ass kicked and I don't know how you're doing it. And I'm like, I do it for you guys. And I get, I got a text message the other day. I'm going to read it because it made me emotional. I'm going to try not to cry when I read it. It's like why I do what I do. And this is a friend that I've known since I started streaming and he's been around the whole time. And he sent me a message and he said, I just want to let you know that my depression and anxiety have gotten too high or too bad in a while. I got a bit nervous and anxious when businesses started closing because of the Corona and my fiance had her hours cut by the hospital she works at, but her and I have both watched your streams and I'm really sorry. We laughed our drunk asses off at you while you get that scare notification. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to let you know that you're bringing joy, not only to my life, but also the person that I'm going to cook for for the rest of my life. She works a lot, and when I get to see her get as much joy out of watching your streams as I do, I feel different. I love her more, and I love what you're doing with your life. And that brings smiles to literally everybody watching your stream. Keep up the good shit, queen. And, like, that just, like, it broke me. And, yeah, that was from Cody. (laughs) And he sent that to me, and I know he's been going through a hard time. He's a, you know, he's a retired vet. Um... And he's been struggling so much and to get that message from him and for him to include his wife and say they sit there together and they watch me and I make their day and I cheer them up and I've helped pull them out of a dark place. I mean, I could be in the darkest place and I still go live and that's why. But my emotions come out very raw on my channel because if I get on and I'm not happy or I'm sad or I'm upset, my community can see it. I'm very transparent. I've cried a lot on stream. I've yelled a lot on stream. And but I still do it to cheer them up. And they get that. Like if I get on and I'm in a bad mood and I'm bitching and I'm yelling, they know they're still there for me. And they're like, what's going on today? Are you okay? They're in my whispers. They're checking on me. They want to talk to me. And like, it's why I do it. Even in my darkest days, like I still take days off because mental health is so important. And (laughs) okay, Andy, I yell a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Mental health is just very important. Days off are too. And I try to rest and I try to make sure my mods are happy, healthy, and rested. I tell them all the time I need happy, healthy, rested mods. And um, yeah, it's really important to take days off. But even sometimes when I'm struggling, the best thing to help me out of it is, is streaming. It's my community. And I could be so sad and upset and yeah it's it's wild and they stick by me and it's crazy that i could literally come on stream and like yell at my mods because i'm just angry for nothing and they're like all right tay it's fine it's fine and then like we just move on like (laughs) they're they're supportive of me no matter what Mm -hmm. and they know that i'm transparent as i can be like every single time i go live you see every single emotion on my face and I can't, I can't help it. I can't hide it. If I'm upset, mm-hmm. you're going to know. Resting bitch face is going to be there. But when I'm happy, my cheeks are going to hurt from smiling. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm all over the place. Do you feel that you deserve such support? Um, They're going to kill me for this. I say it all the time. I, I don't deserve them. And they're, I'm going to get shit for it because I always do. Uh, I don't feel I deserve them. I feel like a lot of these people are way too good for me. I feel like they've been there literally through everything up 
down, they are my rock. Like I've never had this many people in my life care about me and be there in every aspect. They're there when I go live. They're there when I'm streaming. They're my mods are like letting me call them when I'm crying because something happened or, you know, whatever it may be, you know, they're there at every second of the day, no matter what time, no matter what time zone, they're around for me. And it's, it's new to me. And I feel that's why I, f I feel the way that I do that I don't deserve them because I'm not used to it. I'm not used to having that kind of support system. It's the strongest support system I've ever had in my whole life has been my community. Yeah, <laughs> they make me really emotional. They make me cry a lot. <laughs> Get used to it. Okay, guys. Why do you feel this way though? I don't know. I just feel like when I grew up, I didn't have a lot of support and I kind of did everything on my own and it was tough. And that's why I feel like sometimes I don't deserve what I have just because of not that I don't deserve it because I know I deserve them and they mean the whole world to me. But I think it's the way that I grew up is why I feel that way mm -hmm. is that I never had the support. So for me to have all this support, it's wild. I'm not used to it. Um, sometimes I back up and I push myself away because I'm not used to having so many people be there for me and love me and be by my side all the time. Sometimes I hurry up and I'm like, holy shit, these people are going to leave me soon because I'm crazy. And, you know, they're going to turn around and they're going to leave me. And I start to push, you know, myself away because I get scared. Um, but they always yell at me for that. And they're like, we're not going anywhere. F you. <laughs> Um, but they just, they love me for who I am. They love me for being loud and yelling and honest and open. And, and I love them for that a lot. <laughs> Give me a second. I'm trying to have a question, but it's like, I have to think of it in my head how to say it. In the meantime, you know, the chat, you guys are amazing. I see y'all in there giving her such praise. Taylor, you deserve all this shit. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, I mean, like, honestly, you deserve all this. Like, look at the chat. Yeah. Look at everything you went through. Like, my, so much of my community is here right now. It's crazy. Why is it crazy? It's, it's not crazy. It's not. You deserve I, all I this. I feel I have one of the strongest communities on Mixer. And I can say that confidently. I know that I have one of the strongest communities. The support that they show me. I mean, look at how many people are here right now, like in the chat, just for this. You know, how many people came out for the charity stream um, and just everything. Like, it's it's so wild. Like, I'm so supportive. I have one of the busiest discords, you know, on the thing. I'm not a discord partner or anything, but if you go on my discord, you have to mute it because it's constant. There's a message every five minutes. We don't shut up. We're talking to each other 24 seven. And the only time it's quiet is when we're all running our mouths in voice chat. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that's the only time the discord's quiet. That's because we're all actually talking <laughs> and um, we just spend a lot of time together and it's such a beautiful thing. I just like, ugh, I'm, I'm so lucky and I say it every single day and I cry to them all the time and I tell them this all the time. I'm sure they're sick of hearing it. Literally, I'll end my stream and type in the Discord, I love you guys, because it's the only thing I can think of is how lucky I am to have them and everybody that's there. I mean, even my sponsors in here, I mean, that's amazing. Like my sponsor showed up to come watch this. That makes me feel so good. <sighs> and guess why they're all here? Because of me.
And what do you think about <laughs> and what do you think about you? Um I'm very hard on myself. <laughs> I'm like I'm always hard on myself. I've always been hard on myself. I think I'm always going to be a little I don't know, not happy with who I am. I am loud. I am very blunt and it, it, a lot of people take it the wrong way. Um, and I do sometimes wish I could change it, but I know deep down, like it's who I am and I need to embrace it. And if people like me for who I am, then that's all that matters to me. So like, I'm constantly, we're constantly growing. The community is constantly getting bigger. I mean, like every week there's new people that are regulars to the channel and just joining us. And it's, it's crazy. It, we went from we basically went from rocking like 50 viewers to 300 plus, like after Pack South. I mean, it was a really big change. It was a lot to get used to. Um, and I was kind of like, where is this all coming from? What did I do? Did I, did I do something? Like, like, do I smell bad? And people are just following me because they feel bad for me. Like, I, it was crazy. Like, it, was out of, it was out of nowhere. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> So this is what I'm noticing here. Let me let me drink my water real quick. That was funny, Taylor. You're fucking you're fucking awesome, Taylor. Oh, I try. <laughs> See what you're doing? Okay, so this is you're solidifying what I'm about to say. What I'm noticing is that when I try to talk about when I ask questions about you, you're like, yeah, but you know my community. Oh, but what about you? Yeah, but my community. But here's this is the thing. This is the thing. Do you love yourself? I do. Why? Um, because I'm changing every day. Like, I do deflect from myself all the time. It's my thing. I always deflect from myself. I don't like talking about myself. It's, it's weird for me because I've always been so down on myself. Um, but the one thing that I think is I've definitely, like, I'm loving myself more now than I ever did before. Um, I'm becoming comfortable with myself, with my body with my personality. Um, I was always not as comfortable with my personality. I lost a lot of friends back in the day because they couldn't handle it or I was too much or me trying to talk to people and be passionate comes off the wrong way. So they take it the wrong way when it's really, it's just passion. Um, but people don't get that unless they really know me mm -hmm. a lot. And I don't know, like I wouldn't be who I am today and the better person it's been two years and I'm definitely better than I was two, year, two years ago. It wouldn't be for my community that I'm like this. So that's why I feel that I put so much into them because they've helped me change. They've helped me grow. I mean, they like literally talk to me about stuff. Sometimes like come up and they'll be like, Hey, listen, like I've noticed this about you. Uh, why don't we try to do this or, you know, whatever, like everybody's they, they've helped me grow and they've helped me change and they've helped me see the good parts of me that I can't necessarily see all the time because I have such a hard time beating myself up that they sometimes grab my hand and say, listen, you're doing amazing. This is what you've changed. And you're just, you know, and they're there to walk me through it and help me see things that sometimes I have a harder time seeing for myself, which is why I feel I give them so much more credit because I, sometimes I can't see those things or I can't see like I was going through a really bad situation um, like a week or two ago. And, you know, Andy, who's been my best friend for two years, he was like, the way you're handling this is so much better than you handled this same situation a year ago. 
It was like, mm. you're so different. Mm-hmm. And it's something that I probably wouldn't have been able to see if he didn't bring it up to me and mention it to me. So you're mentioning, so you're mentioning (laughs) what your community has given you. What -hmm. is it that you think you've given to your community that keeps them coming back? I think I give them a place where they feel they can be themselves and they can be open and they can talk about whatever. Um, I have an open DM policy. I mean, my Discord's constantly open. I'm constantly on it. I'm there to answer messages and talk to people and always be there for them as much as I possibly can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to include them in everything. And my, my big thing is like, I see a lot of people do giveaways and stuff. Like, and it's, I don't know if it's to get numbers or whatever. If I do a giveaway, you're not going to see it on Twitter. You know, it's not going to be in my title because it's not, it's for my community. It's not for other people or to bring somebody in. Oh, I'm going to follow for this giveaway. It's because I want to give back to the people that have done so much for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to say, Hey, listen, I have some bags of jerky XP that we're going to give away. You know, all of my mods are entered this month because they've done so well. Like I want them to feel like that they're loved, that they're cared about, that if they are upset that they can reach out to me and tell me how upset they are. I just want them to be able to be themselves. And I've had so many people tell me that they can come into my stream and feel comfortable speaking. I have a lot of people that have said, oh, I'm a lurker in most channels. I don't talk, I'm shy, but you make me feel that I can open up. And that means the world to me that people feel comfortable typing in my chat and talking to me or reaching out to me in DMs. Like, I know I'm doing something right. If you guys, you know, feel comfortable coming to me about, I mean, people come to me about deep personal things, you know, and it means so much that you guys trust me and you put that trust in me and that you guys want to hear what I have to say and talk to me about everything. It's interesting how things have a full circle is where Mm -hmm. when you were young, you didn't have necessarily the right people to help you out Yeah, and you lived through it and then now you understand it. And then now here you are, you have all these people in your lives and you're being that person that you never had for them. Mm -hmm. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel amazing. Like even like Twist just said in the chat, he just, he's only reached out to one person and it was me. And like, that means so much to me that I made you comfortable enough to be able to do that. Like you met me at PAX South and you literally physically saw that I'm a crazy person and you're still like, okay, Tay, I want to talk. Like, <laughs> like, let's talk right now. Like y'all met me in person. A lot of these people have met me. They know I'm just as wild on the internet. And in person, like I'm the same person, like online and offline, it's no different. I'm That's the good. exact same. Like I'm loud, I'm obnoxious. Uh, I'm like, a, I call myself a chihuahua because I'm like small, scared, timid, and anxious, but I'm loud and I'm gonna like have a bark, but no bite. <laughs> so, mm. I'm pretty much a teddy bear, but I don't seem like it. Well, Taylor, you did an amazing job. I can see the chat, like, out here just showing a bunch of love. Like, y'all are, y'all are some next-level shit. Like, y'all are, <laughs> y'all are by far the best chat I've had in this podcast. Like, I'm actually very entertained by what y'all are saying in here. And it's it's coming back to, like, wow, Taylor, you created this. Yeah. And it's, you don't really give yourself much credit, but, like, it's it's in your soul that you're such a giving yeah. person. And it's hard for you to take credit because I could relate. And it's something mm-hmm. I had to teach myself. 
and i'm working on it yeah <laughs> it's, it's definitely it's something def i'm working on yeah it's a definitely a work in progress and it's hard to you find it hard to say no sometimes yeah my big heart has gotten in me into a lot of trouble yes. my trusting has gotten me into a lot of trouble i give people second chances third chances mm-hmm even if they're going to stab me in the back and burn me again. And everybody else could say, hey, Taylor, you're an idiot. Don't do it. I'm still sitting there like, no, no, no. They deserve another chance until they prove me wrong. And then usually I get stabbed in the back again, which is fine. I learn my lesson and we move on. It happens. But it sucks and it doesn't get easier. And I just can't change it. It's who I am. I'm just such a big heart and I'm so open. And I just don't think I can ever be anything other than that. I feel like the next lesson you sh I suggest you learn is learn to say no sometimes yeah because that, I know. that shit's got me to. that shit's got me into some stuff too mm -hmm. and it's as much as hard it's trust me it's hard it's something definitely i would suggest you learn your care even for strangers that stream where you ran off that stream where oh. you ran off stream what, what's that about what is he talking about so i was live one day and my upstairs neighbors they were fighting and the guy was beating the shit out of the girl. Um, and I came, I've been in a couple abusive relationships. I've had my jaw dislocated, um, a lot of bad stuff. I've, I've been through a lot of bad things with relationships and I've been beat to hell and whatever. And I heard it and I, and I, I, I couldn't sit there and do nothing. And I couldn't stand by and just let her get beat because when I got my jaw dislocated and I got beat, I called my best friend cause I needed a place to go. And she said, Oh, my mom won't let you, um, and hung up on me which if she told her mom what was happening at that time, I was very close with her family. They would have let me over. She just didn't want to deal with it. Um, and I ran outside. I literally left the stream on, camera on, mic on, whatever. I just ran out. I left. I ran and I got the security and we had to deal with it and send them up there. And like, I was gone for like 10, 15 minutes and everybody was so worried about me barefoot. Yeah, I was barefoot running down my neighborhood. And like, I came back and everybody was just like, wow, you like didn't have to do that and all this stuff. And like, they were just so shocked that I stopped what I was doing midstream to go help somebody that I didn't even know, even though it could have been a dangerous situation that I was putting myself in. It was something that I wanted to help with because when I was in that situation, I didn't have help. So I wanted to, you know, who knows if that person upstairs was going to get help or not. And, you know, if it wasn't for me, maybe things could have been worse. So that's that's where he's talking about. <laughs> wow. Explain yeah. the abusive relationships you had. Um there was a couple and it's a shame cuz and and they say this that usually somebody that goes through a traumatic relationship or experience ends up going through it more times because they're more vulnerable from their experiences. Mhm. Mm um so when I was younger I was dating a guy who who was abusive and um a cheater and he was just like known for it nobody believed me when when i brought up that he had beat me and dislocated my jaw except for his best friend was the only one that believed me until four years later when he got arrested for beating the shit out of his wife everybody was contacting me oh my god taylor you were right you were right you weren't lying you weren't lying we thought you were making it up this whole time and it was like yeah because i every time i've ever spoken up and spoken my mind and I'll, this is a recent one uh we were dealing me and a couple friends were dealing with sexual harassment on mixer uh, somebody that was, you know, sexually harassing multiple females, multiple of my friends. I was very vocal about it on Twitter. I didn't drag any names through the mud. I didn't do any screenshots. I was just making a tweet to vocalize like this. 
is something that needs to be discussed. And it needs, if people don't talk about it and they keep sitting there and letting it happen, it's gonna continue to happen. You know, this guy has done this to five or six girls that I know, other partner streamers. And it was to the point where I went to PAX and I found out about more of it. And I was like, I'm not keeping my mouth shut anymore. I'm, I cannot shut up about this. I don't care if it hurts me, whatever. And I've had other people, other partners tell me, oh, you're doing it for drama. You just want attention. You just want likes on a tweet or whatever. But it's like all these other girls felt comfortable to coming to me and telling me what they went through. But they're not comfortable being vocalized or whatever. So if I could be a voice for all of them who don't have a voice, so be it. Even if it's going to risk my career or risk what other partners are saying. Like, I don't care. You could say I'm doing it for drama all fucking day. But I'll tell you right now, those girls were in my DMs thanking me for what I did and for trying to speak up about it. And that's all that matters to me is what they think and that I was there for them and that I could be a voice that they didn't feel that they had. Damn. And that's why I speak up about that. Cause like I've been through it and I've been called a liar before. And that's why I feel like, yeah, it sucks, but I did it for so many years before with my first abusive relationship being told I was a liar that what else can it hurt now you could tell me i'm a liar and i might not be lying you know what i mean like i'm not i'm just i'm just trying to be vocal and say stuff and people take it the wrong way or it's for attention or it's for drama or whatever it's it's a taboo section like thing to say people don't want to like they don't want to go into it and they don't want the attention from it or like a lot of my dms were oh you're not blasting the person's name so you're a fraud you're a piece of shit like i was getting death threats in my message from this like from just trying to be vocal. And it's like, this isn't a witch hunt. It's not, okay, this is the person's name. Everybody go attack him and follow him. Mob mentality is disgusting and people need to stop doing it. I see a lot of it in the streaming world and I don't think it's okay. I think that even if somebody's done something wrong, they don't deserve to be treated either the same or worse. Mm -hmm. So I didn't blast that name because it's not about blasting the name and attacking one person. There's more than one sexual harasser on Mixer. You know what I mean? It's not just one guy. It's going to happen and it's going to be a lot. So instead of bringing up somebody's name and shaming them and doing mob mentality, let's start a conversation. Let's get people talking about it. So maybe if enough people are talking about it, it won't happen so much because people are scared because the women are talking about it and talking about their experiences and what's happened. Like, it's about the conversation. It's not about grabbing your pitchfork and attacking the sexual harasser. That's not what it's about. It's just about opening up that conversation and opening up those words for other people and making other people feel comfortable to be able to speak out if they didn't before. What compels you to be that voice? Um, I didn't have... Uh, like I said, I, I went through a lot of this and I didn't have a voice. Even my best friends, when I was getting my ass kicked, were like, you know, we don't believe you or it's mm -hmm. not a big deal or whatever and pushed it aside so much. And I don't want other people to feel like their problems are being pushed aside. So if I can help them feel like what they're going through matters, I might be able to help them or save them. Like, I mean, after I went through the first time, I was in a really dark time. I didn't think I was going to make it out. Uh, I was suicidal and things weren't good. And it's because I just didn't have anybody. So I feel that it's very important to me, no matter what it does to me, negative, positive, whatever, it's for others. It's to help others, to make them feel comfortable. I had women reaching out to me, you know, I'm going to speak out now because I saw what you did and that was really cool. 
And that was a huge thing for me was other women messaging me and telling me that I inspired them to speak out or I made them feel comfortable to be able to even tell a family member about something that happened to them. They were like, I have never been able to open up about this, but now I, I called my mom and I told my mom about this. And that is, is wild that I could help people open up about things that they've never been able to open up about before. You're a badass. <laughs> I try. Stop. Just oh, see what. Okay. Okay. You want me to own it? I'm a fucking badass. There you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I see that whisper. Yeah. You're fucking right about that. Yeah. Yeah. You're a fact. I'm going to clip that too. I'm going to send that to you. So, so I'm going to have you play that and repeat so you can put that in your head like, so I'm a fucking badass. Yeah, so you I'm put a it. badass. There you Every go. stream, I'm going to start with that video and I'll just tell myself I'm a badass before we start. <laughs> I'm actually putting that in my notes right now. <laughs> Clip, I'm a badass. Oh, fuck yeah. Andy's going to hate that because I'm just going to be like, yeah, Andy, I'm such a badass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's amazing. So let's go back to, um, I, I want to dive more deeper into how did you even start streaming? Like why, why start streaming video games? Like why, how did it all start? Um, well, I've played video games since I was a kid. Okay. Um, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 is my jam. Yo. Favorite game of all time. Yo, are you, do you see the new Tony Hawk coming out? One and two. And I'm really hoping that means three is to follow. Oh my God, my dude. I'm stoked for that. Anyway. Yeah. Continue. Sorry. Um, but I just, I've played video games my whole life. I've always loved them. I mean, Mario Party, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, Call of Duty I've played since the first Call of Duty came out for PlayStation. Um, I would come home from work every day and I would unwind by, you know, having a couple drinks and just playing video games and, and just hanging out. And I was doing it every day. And then that's when I found Mixer and started watching people. And I would watch people while I played and become parts of the communities and seeing people get to do what I do every day and like enjoy it and like just be so happy and just have friends and it made me want to stream like okay so right now I'm going to use an example in the chat still Kyle I've known Kyle for before I started streaming he's like one of the reasons I started streaming because I would come in and I would watch him he would talk to me he made me feel like I was at home and that I could be myself there and he really made me want to start streaming you know him glitchy uh, Tangy Sauce, uh, Forrest, who was Magnetron at the time, they all really, you know, inspired me to want to do this and do the same things they did. I mean, because I was already a gamer, so it's not mm -hmm. like, eh, I'm going to start, you know, all these girls are making money playing video games. I could do it too. I was already a gamer. So it was like, I'm doing this every day anyways. Let's go home and hit the go live button. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, I'm still doing the same thing I did every single day just i'm just doing it a little different now whether mm -hmm. it works or not so so you press live what mm -hmm. was like some of the beginning moments of like the momentum like when did you start seeing the momentum started to pick up uh it i want honestly i don't sounds cocky or whatnot i feel it's always been there i think mm. that because i was so involved in so many um communities I think even as a new streamer, we always had something mm -hmm. like my first stream, all of those people that I supported and looked up to, they came and they hosted me and they followed. I ended my first stream with like 200 and something follows. And my goal was 50 follows in a year. So I got off stream and I was like, Oh shit. What? I was like, we just like quadrupled the goal for a year and a day. 
and it was wild. And I had met friends and played with people and it was, I always had a chat and I always, you know, I never had empty viewers and, or, or an empty chat. We always had people in there communicating or talking. Um, so I feel like I was lucky. I have a lot of friends that do this and they stream with zero viewers and zero followers for such a long time. And they, they work so hard and I, it worked well for me. I got, I don't know if I, you know, cause I feel it's a little bit of luck. I feel it's a little bit of personality, you know, and I feel like it's a little bit of gameplay. And, and I, I, at the time I got all three and it worked out and things just started to get better and better and better. And then after the partner application app, things just skyrocketed. And then after PAX South, it, got even better, which I didn't think was possible. So hopefully it just keeps going up. How long did it take till you got partnership? Uh, I got denied my first time. So mm -hmm. I like to tell this to a lot of people, like, don't worry about if you get denied, you know, because it happens to a lot of us. And sometimes it's for different reasons. I applied at the wrong time. I waited until Black Ops 4 dropped and I applied when that new game dropped. I was the number one World War II Call of Duty streamer every single time that I got on prior to that. If I would have applied prior, I would have had it. I waited till Black Ops 4 came out and all the new stream, like the bigger partner streamers were playing it. I got pushed into the directory and I got denied that time. And I think it was just because of the timing that I did apply. Mm. Because we had the community, we had the backing and it just it was bad timing. If I would have applied when it was World War II, I would have gotten it. I think it would have been great because I was number one on the directory every time. It was such a good game. I was so passionate about it. Um, and that's why I tell people not to be discouraged. And I was, and I'm not going to lie, I was very discouraged my first time of not getting it because I felt we deserved it and I was very hurt. And Kyle was actually the one who got me to apply again. He was like, shit, I've gotten denied like three or whatever times. He's like, I just got it. Go for it. And he had just gotten partnered and that's what pushed me to apply again for the second time was when Kyle got accepted for partner. And he gave me the push and he said, who cares if you get denied, you have an amazing community, like, and you deserve it. So just do it. And I did, and we ended up getting it. And we're here. Explain, uh, how'd you feel when you got partnered? Um, there's videos. <laughs> there's videos? I, I was actually live when I found out I got partnered. I was running around playing Black Ops 4 with a couple of my mods. And I remember seeing two yellow names in my chat. And I was like, that's heckin' weird, two yellow names. So I opened my phone and I opened my email and it was like, Mixer Partner Decision. And I was like, oh, heck. And I opened it and it was like, congratulations, you just got partnered. And I literally just started bawling and shaking. I had called out of work sick that day. So I was like, this is the best sick day ever right now. I just got partnered on Mixer. I'm sitting there crying. And as soon as I said something, the yellow names came in chat and they were like, congrats on partners spamming me and all this stuff. And they came in while I was live to congratulate me and tell me that I got partnered. And it was like one of the coolest moments of my life. That's insane. Yeah. And there's videos I have. Where's the video at? I can find them, pull them up. They were posted on Twitter. They're like all over the place. I, I have to dig them up because it's, over a year ago now she cried i did cry of course i cried I'm very emotional. <laughs> gosh we've been over that <laughs> you say you're emotional but you haven't cried on the podcast i'm being really good i've prepared myself mentally for this <laughs> i also put on more makeup than i normally do today so i want to cry <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so funny how i love how females say like 
Like, I'm holding back from crying because you know how long it took to do this right here? I'm not trying to ruin it. It's I amazing. I mean, this took a solid 10 minutes because I'm not really a girly girl, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot for me. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, shit. Yo, Taylor, thank you uh, for sharing all that and congratulations and all. Like, you, what you created in the chat, like, you created this and I applaud you for this. You're such an amazing person. Much, I'm. Um, <laughs> No, you're, you're blessed. There's a difference. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Thankful, Definitely. grateful, and blessed. That's awesome. All right, so we went through your character creation. Now we're going to set your attributes. Because, you know, with every character you create, yeah, there's always I... a set of attributes. So I'm going to go ahead and name some few uh, characteristic traits. And you rate yourself from one to five, five being the highest. Cool? Okay. All right. And chat, please feel free to be involved in this in the chat. It makes it so much more funner. So please. I already tell y'all are going to have fun with this. All right, first one. Let's start easy. Curiosity. Curiosity? Oof. Mm -hmm. Four. Oof? I'm pretty curious. You say oof and then four? I'm pretty curious. Why are you so curious? Like, I could get nosy something. Andy. <laughs> See, the chat knows me better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> curious i am definitely a curious little kitten okay so ex tell us the last time you were curious about something oh, probably every day curious, i feel like huh, I'm, I'm curious about different stuff all the time like it could literally be anything it could be like why did this person do this to me or treat me like this or you know something as simple as like oh you know why aren't my numbers doing as well today as they were yesterday like it's just like all over, like I'm literally curious about everything all the time. My mind's constantly running, asking myself stuff. Like, I don't know. I'm definitely curious all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right, second one, integrity. Five. Why? I think that everything that I've done proves that. Mm, and I, I feel that maybe i don't even it's not something i have to explain because i've i've proved it with my actions and i feel like words sometimes don't show that a lot of people could say stuff but i i think i've proved that with everything that i've done since i started doing all this loyalty oh five for sure why i will get run over backwards sticking up for somebody that i'm loyal to even if they've done me wrong a hundred times and it's just who i am like if you're if you're in my crew you're a ride ride or die to me like a hundred percent you know even if you've done me wrong like i i had somebody do me so dirty last year and they came back recently and i let them in and i trusted them and because i was loyal to that friendship and everything and i ended up you know getting fisted from it and i learned my lesson and it happens so you know, we all make mistakes, but I feel that I'm, I've always been very loyal and I've been loyal to everybody that's been a part of my community. Even if they've done me wrong, my doors are still open for them to come back. I never want somebody to leave my community and feel that I pushed them out. And if they did feel that way, I would hope that they would come to me and tell me. I, it, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm very loyal to them. Even, even if I've been burned, it's just like, it's just who I am as a person. Um, very trusting i'm very loyal and i love everybody to death and i give everybody second third shots you know until they burn me <laughs> again and then eventually i'll give up <laughs> what's what's the point of no return where you give up um 
Jeez. When when I get lied to and like I get I get really like really burned. Like I don't know. Like the most recent thing I can think of is like I trusted this person and I trusted that they were who they said they were and that they were the person that they said they were. And yeah, guys. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I just, I'm so, I don't know. Like this, this person, I had trusted them and I gave them a second chance. Mm-hmm. And I think what hurt me the most was everything that I was told and everything that they ever said to me, the way that everything ended, they did everything completely opposite and just kind of made me feel more stupid for trusting them and being loyal to them. Mm -hmm. And it was like a wake up call, like, okay, this person's not going to change and it's only going to continue to get worse. It's toxic for me. And it's something that I need to cut out of my life. And I did. And it's been a pain for the past like a week or so, but life happens and things move on and everything happens for a reason. Even these shitty people that you meet, they were in your life for a reason, whether it was to make you stronger or to make you realize something about yourself or whatever. Patience. Yeah. No, that's the next one. Patience. Oh, patience. Oh, zero, one. Negative four. four. Okay, <laughs> I finally. I don't have any patience. Okay, now. Okay, now we're digging in somewhere. All right. I don't have any patience. Why? None, Anthony. Wow. Um, I just never have been patient. I'm very antsy, like a little, like a little chihuahua. Like I said, I'm antsy. I, I have no patience. Like literally somebody could be like yeah i'll be there in a minute and i still don't have the patience for a minute i'm very like all over the place like a puppy dog yeah no patience here it's bad that's one thing i need to work on but at least i know i need to work on it (laughs) what is something that you're not really patient with everything like everything i have no patience like i want my food now i like (laughs) (laughs) like like andy (laughs) so they're saying my mod andy I think I have a lot of patience with him. I put up with some shit, all right? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. All right, next one. All right, we're going to dive a little deep to a different realm. Spirituality. Mm, I get two. Why? I'm not very, not very spiritual. Ex- okay, I'm so spiritual. this is why I asked this. Define okay. what is your definition of spirituality? I don't know. I just feel like kind of being really in tune with yourself. And that's something I haven't really learned to do yet. And something that I am learning to do, like being more in tune with myself, like kind of grounding myself, like karma's my thing. Yeah. Karma will get you, bitch. <laughs> um, I feel like I, like I said, I'm, I've been down on myself and it's something I have to work on, but I do feel like spirituality has a lot to do with connecting to yourself and your inner self. And that's something that I'm still working on. So that's probably why I'd rate myself low on that one. What do you mean you're working on it? Um, I know that I'm down on myself. Like I know that sometimes I'm insecure or I have a lot of anxiety issues and I'm like always anxious and I'm always worried about like, 
you know, what other people are saying about me, even if it doesn't matter. Like I would like to be more positive about myself and be able to be more in touch with who I am, mm -hmm. it, like as a person. And I feel like it's something that it has gotten better for me and I'm definitely learning it. But two years ago, it would have, I would have said zero, at least I, I'm moving it up to a two now. <laughs> at least so there's some kind of improvement. Yeah. Yeah. What is it you feel like? So what would it take to go from a two to a three? Probably trusting myself more and trusting my decisions. I feel like a lot of the decisions I make and stuff, I'm very uneasy or unsure, or it's, it's not something that I'm like positive about. I think being more sure about my decisions and stuff, I think that would help me connect to myself a little bit, being more positive about why I'm choosing to do what I'm doing or stuff like that. Like, I, yeah, I don't want to like second guess myself. I want like everything happens for a reason. I want it to be that way. Like I want to feel confident about that way. Cause I say that all the time, everything happens for a reason, but then sometimes I'll sit there and kick myself like, dang, like, why did I do this to myself? Why did I let this person back in? And I kind of wish I could sit there and go, okay, well, this is why this person's out. This is why I did that. I, instead of questioning myself or what I could have done to make it happen. Like I need to be more assured of how I feel and why I've made that decision. You feel like, how do I, you feel, hmm. Well, you obviously have self-doubt. Mm -hmm. Do you welcome self-doubt? Um, I try not to. I used to be really bad with it. Um, and I think that I'm getting a lot better at not self-doubting myself. I, it's still there and I do still struggle with it, but it is getting easier for me to handle or I guess get a little better with it. What do you think is helping you out with that, with the improvement of that? My friends. My friends Ooh, okay. are so blunt. They're straight up about everything. They tell it like it is, just like I do. Even if it's harsh, like here's my Andy and Black Knot, two of my mods. They will sit me down and be like, yo, bitch, fuck you. You're an idiot. This is what you got to do. Like they will tell it to me straight. There's no sugarcoating. There's nothing. Like they will tell it to me straight because they care. And sometimes it comes off blunt, but it's what I need for the type of person I am. So I do feel like some of those friends give me that push that I need and like, kind of just, they don't sugarcoat it. They just literally tell it to me like it is. And that's how I would want it to be because that's how I would do it to them. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it to you. I'm going to tell you how I feel and like it is. Even if it sounds harsh, it's because I love you. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's why I'm saying things the way that I am. Well said. Okay, next one. Stubbornness. I'm so stubborn. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's the Hispanic in me. Yeah, let's go with the highest number. Bruh. <laughs> Anthony, you're supposed to be my sponsor. Can you be a good noodle for like five seconds? <laughs> <laughs> but he's being honest, though. It's true. Honest I'm very Andy stubborn. Right there. I'm very, very stubborn. Why? I think my Hispanic qualities are showing in this portion. <laughs> like, 
I, that's how I feel. I feel like the ones that are really high, my stubbornness and whatnot, that's my Hispanic side that comes up. <laughs> hmm Yeah. Yeah, I could relate. I'm also Mexican, yeah. too. Scottish, Mexican-American, yeah. so I understand. Yeah, Mexican-American here. Mm-hmm. But why? Why are you so stubborn, though? I don't know. I've just always been this way. I've always been stubborn. My sister's stubborn, too. Mm-hmm. She might even be worse than me. But I, I'm stubborn. Good luck changing her mind once it's set. Yeah, exactly. I'm stubborn. <laughs> I'm very, put my foot down. This is it. Can't change my mind. It, it's, I do that. Do like, you, I, okay. like, I even do that into my own situations. Like, I'll be stubborn about something I might know about. But I'm still, I've, I've made this decision, so I'm going with it, even though I know I might have fucked up. Like, we're going with it because this is what I did. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's no turning back. Once it's there, yeah. it's there. Watch your push in Apex a few times. Oh, shit. I've actually been there a few times. <laughs> I've actually, yeah. I've been there a few times where I came into the stream. And you're playing Apex, and you're just like, fuck it, fuck. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is amazing. I love it. <laughs> oh, you get a little wild. Mm-hmm. All right, next one. Yeah, I'm committed. I can't turn around. If I'm pushing a fight, that's it. It's over. <laughs> there's no there's no change in it. It's like, it doesn't even matter if you start seeing other teams coming. You're just like, nope, we're here. Yeah, Let's I'm just do it. it. Like, we're in it. We're in there like swimwear. Let's get it. There's no turning back. Okay. Mm, this one's pretty obvious, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Forgiveness. Yeah, very forgiving. Full send on that. Five. I'm too forgiving way too forgiving i would love to to change that about myself i would love to not be so forgiving because it definitely has been one of the main reasons that i've been burned so many times since i started streaming is because of how forgiving i am Hmm. self-awareness oh i think i've gotten better at this i would say a three or a four what improved it yeah a lot a lot what improved from what i was um what i think time i think time and my friends and what i've gone through i think it's it's a combination of the three to be honest yeah Mm -hmm. just time yeah just time i mean it's streaming is a lot and it's different and it's crazy and people don't understand how much you learn or you go through or the drama or whatever it might mm-hmm. be there's so much and it's crazy and i think that in the short time that i've been doing this i've gone through a lot and my community has seen me go through a lot and i think that that's like a little bit of the mixture but i i was not self-aware a, a year ago a year ago you know i was a mess and now I can actually sit back when I'm dealing with a situation and go, okay, Tay, you're not dealing with this the right way. So let's change how you're dealing with this. Like you're not coping the right way. Let's try to cope the right way. And that's something that I was not able to do a year ago, but I can do it now. And I think that's a huge step for me as a person. Of course. Congratulations on that. Thanks. You're welcome. (laughs) All right. Next one. Luck. Okay, my streaming luck is at a four. My life luck is at like a one. That's what I would say. So it's like a 2.8. Like, I think I'm like in, in between. I think I have a little more luck when it comes to streaming, but when it comes to real life, there's absolutely no luck. I have the worst luck in the world. 
My sister is very lucky. Yeah. Tanner is my sister. She is one of the luckiest people I have ever met in my life, no matter what she's doing. If it's a, a radio giveaway, she just won it. If she's on Animal Crossing, she just got like six gold nuggets out of nowhere. I mean, she's literally the luckiest human being I've ever met in my life. And I think she stole a little bit from me. <laughs> <laughs> is there any way she can give you some of that luck? I hope so. Maybe one day. <laughs> oh, man. All right, chat. So this last one I'm about to ask taylor and i would love for y'all to be involved so the next one is gratitude so i'll ask takedown to answer it but in the meantime i would ask for y'all in the chat why are you grateful for takedown oh boy, let's let's cry. yeah let's let's see what let's see how far we're gonna go with this but takedown gratitude i would say a five i think i'm over over grateful i think i annoy people with how much I shove it down their throats that I'm thankful for them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whether it's a tweet, whether it's in a discord, whether it's just on Facebook for personal people to see, like, I can't tell these people, thank you enough. Like there's, there's no words. There's nothing I can do. There's no giveaways that I could do to thank these people for their time. You know, their, their effort, their friendship, their kindness, like all of it. It's stuff that I could have never asked for. And I could never thank them for everything that they've done for me. Like from day one, every single one of them. Yeah. So, with this gratitude, where would you think you'd be at without it? Um, not where I'm at. I don't. I don't think I would be anywhere near where I am because I feel that if the people that do so much for you don't know how much they mean to you and like that you're grateful for what they're doing you don't deserve them and if they don't stick around that's on you and i feel like a lot of the people stick around here because we are a family we are friends we spend time together not on stream we talk and shoot the shit if i'm having a bad day and crying at least three of my mods are getting messages and they're gonna hear about it like uh she doesn't listen to her own advice no i don't thank you very much that's why you guys are here So Monkey Boy says she's fun and real and you can't help but smile. Grateful is what she makes. There's something more up top. D- the DJ says no bullshit. Honest, lover, fighter, emotional, overall amazing human to know. Uh, Notorious Twist. She, I mean, she doesn't care about herself. Everyone else comes first. She will go to war for months and then find another person to take care of. Then when the dust settles, she'll mop and wax the whole hood. <laughs> then it comes to dye her hair (laughs) uh strictly over it says i'm new to her community and i absolutely love it and i will grow with her andy says it's kind of the gratitude and when you get it you know it's meaningful yeah it's true yo take down this this is awesome they make me so emotional all the time (laughs) that's amazing all right taylor so you did your character creation and we set your attributes now you're off to your main quest in your life of this video game that you're in hearts yes hearts indeed so what is your main quest um to keep growing and to keep making an impact Mm. a positive impact explain that um in any way i can like i said i do a lot of charity work and I'm here as a friend. And if I can make an impact 
uh, to raise money for charity or have somebody slide into my DMs because they're having a hard day and they're comfortable talking to me, then, then I think that I'm successful. And I think that if I can continue doing that and continue doing what I'm doing, but still grow and open those doors to more people, that's, that's what I want is to continue putting the positivity into the air and, um, letting people feel comfortable and open like that's that's all i really want to do it's not about the money to me it's not it's not even about the video games at this point like the video games help us communicate and do stuff together and it's what brought us here and together but it's about the family and the friendships it's you know sometimes we just play games while we do it mm -hmm. so you know it's just it's lucky that that's what brought us together was that um and then from here, I mean, these are lifetime friends. I mean, these are people like no matter what happens, they're going to be in my life forever. And mm -hmm. I and I hope that's the case. And some of these people, if if I ever lost them, I would be devastated because they mean that much to me. They are like half of my heart. They're everything. You know, they're there for me so much. Um, and they're so supportive that it's stupid. <laughs> I literally have to yell at them a lot of the time. Like, put your wallets away. No more gifted subs. No more donations. Because they make me feel uncomfortable sometimes with the amount of love that they show me. And I'm like, let's just have a chill stream for one day without you guys popping <laughs> off. And then they're like, no, this is the takedown stream. We pop off. And then they just do it anyways. So <laughs> I love how you said that. Can we just have one chill stream? Like, seriously? Always. I always <laughs> say that. And they don't let me. <laughs> That's awesome. Before they get I to the... Chris laughing from the room over here. <laughs> That's awesome. Real quick, Jerky XP says, I'm grateful that you put so much time and energy into our brand. You literally attach us to your body. Oh, okay. I see what you did there. Your commitment is incredible and unquestionable. Thanks for being so supportive to our brand. Also, I am glad that I have met you. Big old heart emoji. That's love right there. Love you, Anthony. Man. Okay, so that's your main quest. What are some of your side quests and your adventure of life? I mean, side quests kind of just learn more about myself because I'm telling you every single day I still learn more about myself, something new or something that I do that I didn't realize I did or, you know, I mean, like side quests, it's not, I don't really have much. I mean, like one thing like that was like a little side quest that I wanted so bad was to be on Partner Spotlight. It was just like a little thing I wanted and I could look forward to it and it was something that I had put my eyes on the prize. I saw, I wanted it. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, they had messaged me and asked for photographs. And they were like, yeah, we want to put you on the spotlight. And I literally started crying because I was like, I made this, I wanted this two weeks ago. And here we are two weeks later. And they're telling me that this one thing I was going to spend all year trying to get, I'm, I'm going to get it right now. And it was, it was crazy. And it was, it was just, it's a little thing and it's not much. But for Mixer to want to showcase me and my community and what I do on the front page meant more than anything. That's awesome. <laughs> I love what DJ said. He's like, side quiz, drink beer, Nash car, and yeehaw. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> NASCAR? Why NASCAR, though? I'm a NASCAR fan. I'm a NASCAR girl. I know it doesn't oh, seem really? like it. Wow, okay. Drink beer, okay. watch NASCAR, yell at the cars go roundy round, and like it's my thing. I don't it's we've sat and I'll watch the NASCAR race and do a like web show and talk to everybody while I'm watching it. Or if I can't miss a race, I'll be playing Apex, but the race is right next to me. And I just screamed on stream earlier 
because all the races have been canceled and postponed and the race in Miami just got rescheduled to literally on my birthday. So I was on Let's stream go. when I saw it and I was like, ah, and I'm like screaming and Chris is my roommate's like, oh my God, what's going on? What happened? And I was like, NASCAR on my birthday. And I was just like, so excited. But it's just like the little, like little things like that. Like I love NASCAR. I like to read. I like to chill and play video like games, like Animal Crossing sometimes. Like when I'm live, I'm sweaty on Apex or Realm or whatever. But when I'm offline, I'm playing Uno with my community and Animal Crossing and just trying to chill out completely. I love what Notorious said. He's like, she loves a good left turn. <laughs> they always make fun of me for being a NASCAR girl. That is so funny. Oh my gosh. You said you read books? You read? Um, I haven't recently because I haven't enough, like, had a lot of time, but it was one mm -hmm. of my favorite hobbies and it's something that I do want to pick up again. Um, my favorite series of books is the Dexter books. They're, they're incredible. I don't know if you guys have seen the TV show Dexter. It actually uh, originated from a series of books and the books are 10 times better than the show itself. They're amazing. The first book is kind of similar to one of the seasons, but other than that, they're completely different. Um, and they're fun. And I got really into that, that series for a while and I haven't finished it because streaming is crazy with the amount of time you put into it. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're doing like four to 12 hour streams a day, getting on discord with our friends after stream for another six hours or so. Um, and then on top of like doing other stuff for, you know, social media or meetings with my sponsors or putting together charity streams or whatever it may be like people don't realize how much goes into this and how much time comes into it as well. It's basically like blood, sweat, and tears. And sometimes I don't even have a chance to breathe or I have to make sure I'm getting enough water, like, because it is so hectic and it's so, it's so wild. But like, mm -hmm. that's why I kind of wish I had a little more time to unwind and read a book because it's constantly video games and social media that I feel like sometimes it fogs your head because you're looking at how everybody else is being perceived through the internet that you feel down on yourself. And I feel like sometimes it's good to, to shut down the social media and stuff like that and maybe clear your head and read a book and whatnot, because sometimes social media will make you feel down on yourself. You know, you could know everything about yourself, but you're looking at how somebody else is betraying their life and you feel down and guess what? That person might be in a shit ass mood too, mm -hmm. but they're not making it look that way because that's just try how they're trying to portray themselves. Like, you know, you never know what somebody's going through and a lot of social media is fake and it's just to make people look good or for likes or just to look happy. Like, that's why I post about if I'm upset, you guys know I post that I'm sad, I'm depressed or whatever. And I get flack for it. Oh, she wants attention. She wants attention. No, I want you guys to, to see that I'm being open or that you can be open with me, you know, because a lot of people think that, oh, everybody's going to think I, I want attention. So I'm not going to post that I'm struggling because it's going to be for attention. Yeah. And I wish people didn't feel that way. And I feel like so many people do feel that way that they can't post about their struggles because of what other people are going to say or how other people are going to react to it. There's always going to be those people though. So, Oh yeah, absolutely. It's just, I think, I think one of the things is that the people that do that, I think they're just scared to tell about their own emotions. Mm -hmm. So then they lash out to those that are brave enough to even let their emotions out it. in public. Yeah. Makes mm -hmm. a lot of sense. That's cool though nascar wow i'm still blown away by that i know it's different how that how'd you get into that um when i lived in orlando and i was going to college my best friend noah was a huge nascar fan mm -hmm. um and i always gave him shit and like i would watch a race here and there with him but i never really got into it but then when i moved 
back home to open up that restaurant, my stepdad um, was a massive NASCAR fan. He loved Kyle Busch. Fuck Kyle Busch, guys. I don't like Kyle Busch. <laughs> but for my stepdad, I wear a Kyle Busch shirt since he's passed away now. Yeah. But it was my stepdad got me into it. I moved back home with my mom, and he would have NASCAR on every Sunday. And I would sit down with him, and we would watch it, and I would have a couple beers, and I got into it. And I just started watching the races with him and really enjoying it. And then I went to my first race. I went to Daytona and it changed my life after that. I went to a race and the smell of the the fuel from the cars and the tires burning and the sounds and, you know, the beers. And it's so family friendly. People think NASCAR rednecks, you know, yeehaw. (laughs) It's not. It's so family friendly. They have kid zones with blow ups and there's more kids running around than, than adults. And it's just a family-friendly, like, fun thing. And after my first race that I attended, it was downhill from there. And I've been obsessed with NASCAR ever since then. You know what's crazy is that I lived in Indianapolis for three years. And those three years, I purposely missed out on the Indy 500. Because I lived literally down the street from it. Like, I could hear the cars from where I was at. Now I'm like, fuck, I should have went. Like, it's just, I hear so many good things about it. Yeah, no, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I lived literally yeah it wasn't from the brickyard it's just crazy that's so crazy should have done they're it, definitely fun it's definitely different when you experience a race for yourself than watching on tv because i'll tell you right now i could watch races on tv and i fall asleep like it's very easy to not enjoy a race on tv but if you go mm-hmm. to the race it's just one of the most amazing things with everybody being there and you know all the family friendly and the events and the stuff they have going it's so much to do and it's a shame that when this race comes on my birthday there's no fans so we're gonna watch from home but we're gonna make the best of it we're gonna put up a beer pong table in the backyard put the race on the laptop and like have a discord party and just tailgate together because if we can't be there it'll be my birthday and it'll be nascar so what's better than beers your friends nascar and and, you know a discord party there's nothing and you said it's a month from now, so June 14th? Mm-hmm. June 14th. And you'll be 29? Yes. Hey, happy 29th. Enjoy the 20s while it lasts. I'll be 30 yeah, this exactly, August. exactly, right? NASCAR and the projector. Yo, that'd be dope. Cool. I do like dirt track racing. I like the the midget cars, the sprint cars uh, with the little things on them. Kyle Larson, he races those a lot, and Tony Stewart. Those are really, really cool. I've never been to a dirt race, but I would love to go to a dirt race because they're totally different that's like small town stuff like i'm in i'm in florida so i have the homestead track and the daytona track so it's the big craziness like i would love to go to something so much more low-key than what they put together here that's amazing notorious twist indy i delivered to your wally worlds bro yeah i live if somebody said they live near the track i lived in uh if you guys know where long's bakery is the famous long's bakery i live down the street from that that's where i was at but yo that's gonna be dope uh you said i'm gonna have to mark down my calendar i definitely you say you're gonna put that on discord like a live discord thing for your celebration for your birthday Uh, yeah we'll probably we usually do like the voice chats and we hang out together and we'll either stream it or or whatever i have no idea yet we have a month to figure it out but i think it'll be a really good time please keep me in the loop i would love to i would love to be there and help celebrate oh that would be awesome i'd love to be there it'd be fucking awesome all right it's always a good time when we get together and we we do i I mean i'm having a good time with y'all right here i can't even imagine a whole tailgate like online tailgate (laughs) man that'd be insane can't wait all right anthony he's not turning 30 guys he's literally like 22 do not believe him is he really though Yes, he's a successful young businessman. Anthony, I'll call you out all day. 
He is a baby. 22? And but you out here like this? Baby. He's, he's a successful baby. He's popping off. He's got like three to four businesses. Man knows what he's doing. Dude, congrats to that, man. That's awesome. Lamouche? No, we're not going to Lamouche. No. We're going we're gonna to shout out the... Out, I can call him <laughs> Facts. All right, so we spoke. You completed your main quest and all your side quests. And then you reached your final boss. So what is your final boss you wish to conquer? Um, how do I say this in the right way? Um, say it your way, not the right way. Myself. Mm -hmm. Like, and not necessarily to conquer, but like the number one thing about me is like, in this journey, learning myself, learning what I want, um, and becoming a better person. And I think that's the biggest thing because I feel I am my worst enemy. And that's my biggest downfall is, tr is being my worst enemy. And I've been getting so much better with my self-awareness and everything else that's been going on mm -hmm. that I do feel like it's, it's getting somewhere and I'm noticing myself improving and I'm noticing myself getting better and I'm being more proud of myself for things that I'm doing. And like, that's, that's my main, my main quest. My main goal is, is to conquer myself, to make myself the best me that I can be and continue to learn from whether it be my mistakes or my successes to take those with me and cherish them and grow from them and learn from them. And every single day is a new day to be able to do that. Awesome. Well, say you conquer your final boss and it hits game over. What is the legacy or impact you wish to leave when somebody opens your save file? When somebody opens my save file, what my legacy is that people can be, feel like they can be themselves. Like when people watch me tell my story and say what I say, I want them to be comfortable being themselves or seeing that it's okay to be yourself and that it's possible to be successful and have success by being an open, real, honest person and not having to smile and wave and bite your tongue, you know, for subs or donos or whatever. Like, it's about a family. It's about friendships. It's about so much more than just all that. And I want people to see that being yourself and just making friends can literally turn into success. And something that you think isn't possible is 100% possible for everybody as long as they put hard work into it, time and effort, and as long as they're real. Because people can see through the fake bullshit, whether it takes three or four years, it's so easy to see through it over time. But if you're real, every time you hit that go live button, you're being yourself and you never have to worry about being somebody that you're not. And I think that's how people should feel is that they should be allowed to be who they are without caring what other people think. Well said. It's a great save file, Taylor. Well, wow, that was great. So where, where can people find you? Like socials and stuff. Plug it in. Um, well, you can find me at mixer.com slash takedown TV. My Twitter and my Instagram are underscore takedown TV because that was stolen, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so you guys can follow me there. I'm very active on Twitter. I've been trying to just do more on there. We post funny clips and talk about stuff. Or like I said, sometimes talk about serious stuff like sexual harassment or if I'm in a bad mood, or sometimes just a good day. Um, if you do want to ever talk to us or any of us, like the Discord, like I said, is always busy. You could find that link on my Mixer page. 
Uh, it's constantly popping off, talking, drinking together, having a good time. Just we're just friends. And like, if you guys are looking for somebody to talk to, even if it's to shoot the shit or post pictures of your artwork or whatever, like that's what we're here for is to just chill and like hang out. And like, that's a, it's a safe zone for you guys. And it's a fun place to be. So I know a lot of people don't feel that they can speak in discords or whatever, but I promise when you see mine, you're either going to leave or be really embarrassed for us because that's how crazy it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to be there more often. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome <laughs> for everybody in the chat. Yo, y'all were like, the, even though she's here on the show, y'all are the secret ingredient to this. You guys made it so much more fun and amazing. Thank y'all for all coming out. Everybody all the love and support out here all the follows i appreciate it guys sorry i don't say it out loud because obviously for obvious reasons but i see y'all yeah go ahead spam them hearts in the chat you guys this is such an amazing what's the name of your community uh we call ourselves the pit crew the NASCAR. pit crew yep. oh, like a nascar yo the pit crew <laughs> yeah the pit crew y'all y'all are so fucking amazing like i had so much fun doing this podcast it was great before we end it takedown tv what is your name and whose save file is this my name is takedown tv and this is my save file let's go let's get it when you're gonna link up at pax interview show i don't have i'm new to this i don't have any connections so if anybody knows Screw somebody it, we will get him connections <laughs> we will hook this man up he does amazing i'll i appreciate that but yeah i'll definitely you know if you all right bet you know just my dms are always open you know whatever it is with his discord or twitter yeah discord or twitter you'll see it guys thank you so much again we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up you guys are amazing um yeah stay happy stay healthy most of all gamers stay golden much love y'all peace hey let's go